Welcome, folks, to the Rod J Beer Ventures podcast, where I, Rod J, will share with you various things from around the world of beer. If it is your first time to the channel, welcome. Great to have you on board. If you're a longtime listener, great to have you back. So go ahead and crack a beer open as we get ready to get into this podcast episode. Hopefully you enjoy and let me know what you're thinking by leaving a comment in the comment section of whatever podcast service you're using to listen to this show. Let's get it started. Welcome back to another episode here on the podcast. And this episode is going to be a replay from my YouTube live stream back on December 6th with Joe Chura, co-founder and president of Go Brewing, a non-alcoholic brewery. We got in some pretty good details around that market and hopefully you all enjoy. Let me know what you think as always by leaving a comment in the comment section. That being said, let's go ahead and get into the episode. What's up, everybody? Rajay back in the house with a special episode this week. I'm going to bring in Joe Chira, founder, co-founder, president of Go Brewing. And we're going to talk some about the non-alcoholic market. I know you guys are surprised, right? I don't always have to drink with alcohol. I just sometimes just sit back and enjoy. So this is a great play. And for those of you that like to watch the channel but don't drink, here's an opportunity for you to learn about some of the things you might want to pick up that you can actually kick back and enjoy without getting that buzz. So that being said, let's get Joe in the house. What is up, Joe? Great to have you on, my friend. What is, what's thank up, Thank you for Great making it here. You definitely. And uh, the crowd loves you, too. So just give it Look up at that. Look at that. Incredible. I didn't know you had a live studio audience. That's, yeah. that's neat. Once in a while, I'm out of the basement, you know. So, so <laughs> we try to have some type of stuff happening. But uh, no, it's great to have you on. Um, initially, I was reached out to by Marcel, who got me. Well, actually, it was Rayford, then Marcel, got me connected with you. And then now we're here to talk about Go Brewing out of Naperville, Illinois. So again, out of the Chicago area, which we have a good amount of people that usually tune in from around Chicago, which is great. You actually... I believe we're on the broadcast with one of my buddies too, Dave over at Beer Front, that you did something oh, on this yeah. show as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah Dave's yeah. a good, good guy. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. So Dave may be popping through tonight as well, I believe. And um, so, I mean, go brewing. A lot of things happening with the non-alcoholic market. We see stuff all the time. You actually provided some good details. I don't know if you sent it to me or Marcel. We'll talk about some of the stuff there. Just from some of the different stats around non-alcoholic you may not be aware of, but how did you make the turn here? Because we were talking a little bit before the show, and I know from your background, tech guru, you came up with some great tech sites, you did stuff on the car world, and all of a sudden, ah, let's go ahead and try some brewing. So give me a little, give a little bit of your background and how you made the switch into this and why non-alcoholic versus alcoholic. 
Yeah, it's it's a great question. And first off, again, thanks thanks for having me here. I'm I'm a tech entrepreneur. Been in uh, technology for the better part of two decades. Built a company, bootstrapped it from zero to 800 plus employees, and really just started to understand the internet in the early 2000s and took advantage of it the best I could. Uh, built a digital marketing agency and then a software company. And it was it was a fun ride, but along the way, I I was was basically drinking too much, and it wasn't until a challenge very similar to what we're a lot of people are about to go through next month, dry January, that uh, that everything changed in my life. And this was, believe it or not, in like kind of the height of COVID. And leading up to that point in time, I drank almost every night. Sometimes I'd have three drinks, other nights I'd have five. And I was so used to feeling under the cloud of alcohol that honestly it felt pretty normal. Like my, you know, I was just used to drinking until I stopped. And I started to notice I was more clear headed, weight would, was falling off me, and I was having so much less anxiety. And I just wanted more of that feeling. Honestly, it was, it was that simple. But I still had these massive cravings. And at five o'clock, my brain was so habitually tuned to wanting a beer that I I was going to succumb to that temptation. But I grabbed an NA beer and I was like, man, that really helped curb the craving. And that's where, where I think the magic of NA, NA comes in, especially beer, because it tastes so much like the real thing that my mind didn't know the difference. And after one can, my craving went away. So I launched Go Brewing really to make the best NAs on the planet. I know that's easier said than done. And to make it as easy as possible for people to modify their habits, try something new, and feel the same way I did. And you know, this isn't about uh, abstinence necessarily. Certainly, there are many, many sober people. We have a lot of cohorts, or we have a large cohort of sober folks that come to our brewery that drink our beer. But for me, it's about moderation. And and since that point in time, I didn't completely abstain from from alcohol, but I really changed my relationship with it. So it's like, you know, it's a good change up because you sometimes you just don't want the alcohol, like you're saying, right? But, you know, sometimes you're having that slice of pizza, that burger, whatever it may be. You're like, you know what? I like to have a beer with it, but I don't really want a beer to weigh me down or whatever, right? Or you have that break you want to take at work, but you can't really drink that, but you have that taste for it. So it's really a pretty cool concept to do the non-alcoholic. And the way the non-alcoholic market is now compared to what it used to be is totally different, right? So this is our grandfather's non-alcoholic, just those duels and you were stuck with it type thing. We've got such a variety out there now, which I'm going to share some of the ones here that you sent to me as well to check out. But with that, like, what do you find out that, what are you being surprised by with the non-alcoholic market right now? Like, what's surprising you that you maybe didn't think was going to be happening? And it's just like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Well, the, the, First day that we opened at the brewery, I was shocked at how many people were here that never drank or, or that just don't drink, that either gave up alcohol, they had a problem with alcohol, but they still showed up here and really enjoyed NA beer. So that that really surprised me because honestly, when when I was doing research in the business and I was looking at the the TAM, the total available market, it was that wasn't a huge consideration for me because I was under the belief at that point in time that most people that are sober or don't drink, they 
wouldn't want any beer because it would it would trigger them. And I was so wrong. Like the first day, we had fifty percent of the the tap room, and about a hundred people here. Fifty percent of them were were sober. So that that completely shocked me. Um, and it and it kind of goes back to what I said earlier that that people have a personal relationship with alcohol, and and some folks are on the I can't even have a sip of any beer train, and that is perfectly fine. And then there's other people on the other side that really they they live for that. They want to mm-hmm. go or they want to experience that same thing. They just know they can't tolerate alcohol. So that was a that was a big surprise day one. And we've we've since um uh, you know we sell a lot online. So we, this year we sold twenty thousand customers across the U.S. Mm-hmm. And we asked we ask a question as soon as they purchase right embedded on the website itself. And we say, you know, do you, do you drink alcohol or, or essentially like what led you to this purchase? Like, do you fall in one of these buckets and, and bucket one would be, I don't drink bucket two is I drink in moderation. Bucket three is, um, I just want, I just want to cut back. And since that day, it's been pretty consistent that 30% of our audience or 30% of our customers um, they do not drink alcohol at all. So what's exciting about that, if you're listening to this and you're in the beer market, it, it is this is accretive. These are people that weren't drinking anyway. Um, so th- these are new people to the segment that, again, really didn't have that opportunity. As you mentioned, Oduls, there just wasn't a lot of great options before. Now there's amazing options. Right, right. And for those of you that actually, because I'll, I'll, we'll get to the website here in a bit, but if you do want to check out the website, at the top of the comments, there is a link to the Go Rural website. But Rafer actually, when he shot over some stuff to me, so some interesting things, like you mentioned a question, but they do a question as well. It says, why do people flock to Go Brewing? This is what customers actually say. 56% are looking to reduce alcohol consumption. Mm-hmm. 35% are repeat customers, 30% choose to not drink alcohol, 8% can drink due to medical reasons, and 5% are just hop curious. So some interesting stats that are in there as well, but knowing some people that have had to switch off of, say, beer because of medical reasons, I know people that fall into that crowd, that for them, this could be some of an option. Obviously, you have some of the gluten-free they can't have gluten type things so i know you have some gluten-free type options there as well so maybe they don't want a cider because that has alcohol in it this is something that might open up so i think you definitely have something that you know you're tapping into we're seeing more and more breweries going non-alcoholic now so you find a lot of competition opening up from that standpoint as well uh one of the beers i actually have here and i'm going to crack it up as i see Dave, I mentioned him earlier, beer front in the uh, crowd there. And this is one that he told me I should actually check out. He really enjoyed that. You sent me uh, the variety pack, so it was six of them. But he may mention. Uh, I knew he was going to say that. I knew Dave so, liked that one. <laughs> so this is the new school sour. Um, less than half percent ABV as right there on the can. 12 ounce wild blueberry and strawberry. Um so it's kind of neat there, and it's got some writing on the back. I'm not going to get into all of that, but people there just kind of got a little write-up on it with the, under the Keep Creating. So let me go ahead and get this one into a glass. Uh, I was going to uh, say, you got to pour that in a glass. And that one yeah. goes really good in a wine glass, like one of those uh, non-stem wine glasses. Oh, 
okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I got it here on my nucleated glasses here, so I get some pretty good bubble action, of course. And then I'll put the can on my little spinner, which people seem to like the little spinner and, back there. And uh, you could see that that the head on that beer that was, you know, that that's a challenge in NA, and it took us a thousand iterations to really start to get that yeah. feel and that that same uh, that same head that you would otherwise get in a regular beer. Yeah, you got a nice little haziness on it too. So, I mean, when you look at it, it definitely has that look of a beer. Aroma-wise, you're definitely getting the nice fruit notes on the nose. Definitely get the strawberry really up front. Not overly tart in the nose, but you know, if you were picking it up, you would think it's a sour. So, Rod, while you're drinking that, that is the beer that we bring to beer fests. And we do a mystery blind taste test. And we'll basically take a sour that's alcoholic. Mm -hmm. uh, we use the Rheingeists, uh, their, their sour at the last one. And we would oh, yeah. we would do a blind taste test from Rheingeist sour to our sour. And the folks had had to guess which one had alcohol. And at Beer Fest, which, you know, there's avid beer drinkers there that like, like their uh, craft, 50%-ish got it wrong. They thought ours <laughs> is the one that had the alcohol. So that's how yeah. close it is to the real thing. Now, now certain styles are a little bit different, but the other one that, um, that well, I'm sure we'll talk about is this double IPA, which is mm -hmm. kind of funny. And this, this won't match the taste to another double IPA, but it certainly competes with regular IPAs. Okay. Well, it's got a nice sweetness to it. You have that nice sour effect. You do have, more tartness in the taste than you do on the on the nose, but it's not a bad aftertaste or anything with it. It's not like I said, it's, the taste is not overly tart or overly sour as well. A very easy drinker. Some people have trouble with sours because it can definitely feel like a big punch in the the mouth with them. There's so much pucker and some sensations. This is a nice, easy going type sour. Almost has a little bit of a seltzer type quality to it. But I think like in the summer, this has to be great for a lot of people when they get that heat. This is a great one as a refresher to have when it's a warmer time month. Not that you can't have it now because I can enjoy it right now. It's cooler. But in the summer, it would be a killer type easy drink to have, I would think. And that's a great intro sour beer. Um, and it's also really good for the person. And we all have friends, family that just don't like beer. Mm -hmm. If you give them that, pour it in a glass. Uh, more times than not, they're shocked and they become a fan of it. And that doesn't mean they're going to try other beers, but it tastes, uh, because of that sour, it takes away from that kind of traditional beer taste, like like that, mm -hmm. you know, lager or pilsner that you would otherwise have that people associate with with beer or, yeah. or, or, or of course, hoppy beer. So it's, it's a really good intro beer. People seem to gravitate toward it a lot that aren't huge beer fans. And then for the folks that, are kind of scared to try a sour. They really like it too because it's very, uh, uh, you know, it's not overwhelming by any means. Right. They're right. It's not, I mean, I can kind of imagine having like a lighter type fare with this. In my mind, I think of something like a strawberry type, spinach type salad or something like that, everything where it's not going to overpower and complement very well, cut right into it. Yeah. I mean, it's, the can is empty now, but it's easily going down as you can see. And at all, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna get that buzz. I just want something, take the edge off maybe a little, just relax it, sit back. And at a point, 
it becomes like a mind simulation, right? So it's like you're not going to put the alcohol in, but your mind is comfortable because your mind is thinking, oh, there's that relaxing feel. That's what I was kind of looking for type thing. But you're not putting it on your body, which is nice. So and the, I know, the, the big surprise with me, too, when I started to drink NA is I just didn't, never got that bloat like I would get mm -hmm. otherwise. Like I would have two or three IPAs. Like that was my go-to, like a hazy. And after a while, after I started drinking NA beer a lot, um, I'd go back to those hazies and, and after one of them, I felt like I ate a huge meal and I'm, and my belly would just feel like, you know, I could feel my kind of beer gut growing. And, mm -hmm. uh, and over time, like, it's kind of funny, like I crave the opposite. Now I crave that lighter, that lighter mm -hmm. beer. And that's the other nice thing about, about NA is that, is that it's about a fourth of the calories. So that beer you're drinking there is about 55 calories. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can use a little bit less calories. I'm just. <laughs> hey, hey, man, we all we all can. We all can. It's not just you. It's not just you. You know, one of the other things I learned though along the way, and I'm sure I'm sure a lot of your audience knows this. I I I did not know this that alcohol words. It's not a macro um, like protein, carbs, and fat, but it does contain um, per gram seven calories. So. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, like we associate things with like low carb, but the reality is the the calories from the alcohol uh, carry almost double the amount of uh, of calories than than carbs. And yeah. what happens is your body prioritizes those. So in terms of like you're if especially if you're drinking right before bedtime, you're going to go to bed and your body is going to immediately start to process that alcohol out and be because there's so many more calories, like that's kind of what happens over time. And then all of a sudden you, you wake up at one and you got to go pee and you're, you know, you're, in, you're, in, you're in a different space and then you do it, you know, like, like myself, I would do it multiple times a week. You know, I would drink yeah. three, four beers. And then of course you're going to grab that burrito and, and you're just making bad decisions at that point. At least <laughs> I was, you know, and, uh, and you know what, it's, it's not to say you can't do that. It's just like, I couldn't do it any, every day. Like I used to. Yeah, no, the alcohol bad decisions that never happens. <laughs> <But>, uh, <laughs> well, the, the the beers you're putting out there. Oh, and also for those of you in the comments, definitely appreciate everybody being here. Love seeing all the, the hellos and everything. When I have a guest on, just if you're not aware, I don't usually hit the hellos and stuff because I want to be all focused on what we're doing here. But if you do have questions, put those in the comments so that way we can pull them up on screen and we can have uh, Joe address those as well. But um, gold and silver medal awards, best craft awards, you actually knocked out. I mean, if I can say the big A, because everybody knows the big A in a non-alcoholic world, but you actually came out better than them in uh, recent uh, contest athletic, which is awesome as well. So the experience has to be growing and notoriety has to be growing. You mentioned the 20,000 customers. So, I mean, you're finding great success for sure out there. Do you feel like, you're starting to get that a target on your back a little bit where people are starting to maybe take a look more at you now, or what do you? Well, I, I have to give athletic a ton of credit. They, they created awareness in the space and, uh, and came out with like the first, I think, good NA beer. The one that I had mm -hmm. that I was, that was, I was alluding to in, in 2020. Um, the, as far as the target, I, we have, um, a lot of aspirations we're growing with our uh, uh 
with our uh, distribution channel. So we just launched the Ohio market. We're about to launch Indiana, Wisconsin as well, Chicago. And we're super proud of that so far. But in terms of like total volume, you'll you'll see it grow significantly over, over the next two years. I think right now there's a lot of there's a lot of noise in in the NA space because there's you know everyone's coming out with a non-alcoholic beverage. Mm-hmm. And and I think people are waiting to see who's gonna emerge as as the brand. And for for us, it's all about product. Like like we we use uh, um, craft ingredients, the same ingredients you would get in in the, the counterpart beers. So if it's a if it's a pilsner, we're using German uh, lager ingredients and so forth. And mm-hmm. and we we are going to obsess over that because we know if the product is the best or among the best, then people are going to come back. And that's why on our website we have a forty percent repurchase rate. We have about five hundred members in our beer club in our first year already that are that are getting a recurring membership, um, trying different beers. And the other special thing that's different than kind of the, the big companies out there is that we have a lot of variety over this, you know, this year alone, we came out 20 different beers. And the beauty about the direct to consumer channel, uh, which is essentially the website in Amazon is that we're able to come up with a crazy idea, test it, and see what happens. Like if people buy it, if they like it, if they uh, if they talk about it online, we measure all of those things. And that's exactly what happened with this double IPA um, is that we started to see that immediately trend. And we're like, hey, you know what? If we're going to go to market now with a beer, it's not just a, a guess. Like we know we have quantitative data to support the sales in these given markets, which is pretty exciting. Nice. Very nice there. So in, in creating some of the beers that you're actually doing, um, before I crack up, I think I got that double IPA is calling me next, by the way. Um, Good move. Which, yeah. So we know the sour is pretty popular. What are the more popular? So is it like the sour, the double? Like What are the more popular styles you're finding people are really kind of ones they're choosing? Yeah, this has evolved over time. So if I look at the most popular beer of the entire year, it's our profits uh, IPA, which was one of our first five core beers. Uh, okay. That said, it had it had a head start significantly. Um, if I look at the velocity over the last few months, it's clear the double IPA is is selling about thirty percent more than any other beer right now on our website. Um, I think that's for a few reasons. One, it it has a fantastic taste, and I'm excited for you to try it in a minute here. Secondly. It's a, it's not a beer that everyone makes, you know, like everyone has an IPA, everyone has a, a light beer, everyone has a, a dark beer. And when I say everyone, I mean the the craft NA brewers that we quote unquote compete with, um, they all kind of have similar styles, right? So like when you can come out with a gluten-free beer, like, like the one you mentioned or a double IPA creates some uh, excitement and then people try it. And if it's good, they'll, they'll, they'll all buy it again. The um the other beer that that has done really well this year is our Sunshine State. So that's our mango okay. peach hazy IPA. And that one was leading the pack until we came out with this double. The Pilsner's a really strong beer that's in market. The sour is as uh, you mentioned, and then the gluten-free beer. If anyone goes to Amazon right now and they just type in their Amazon app, they just type in the words gluten-free beer, you'll see us as Amazon's recommended choice for that and for many other beers as well. 
Yeah, I was going to say, it's funny, I had a note that I saw where you guys were named Amazon's choice for NA beer, which is actually pretty cool. So as people yeah, go out there for Christmas shopping, hey, you need some alcohol beer. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right. And it, and it, and you got to you got to fight for that spot. You know, people ask me all the time, do you pay for that? And Amazon, they don't they don't play like that. It's kind of like if anyone knows how Google works, you know, for the organic rankings, like you can't pay for placement. You can obviously pay for a, a paid search placement, but um, for for Amazon, it's it's about fulfillment, reviews, product quality, um, how long you've you've had the product. They have this crazy algorithm, and they measure everything, um, consumer sentiment, like like crazy. Because I mean, if they're recommending something, mm-hmm. it can't be a pay to play game because their their stamp of approval means a lot. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah, if you guys check out Amazon, see that. And I actually do have the Amazon link, which I do have different stuff around gifts. I'll get that posted out there if you want to check it out. But I made that go brewing to the list. That being said, no better time than a present. Let's go ahead and check into the not just another story, double IPA. Here's a can. Pretty cool artwork. I like the little graffiti feel to the can itself as well. Yeah, it's pretty slick. Yeah, we we created that beer. Just just another kind of quick story about the beers. Like each one of them has a story. Um, this yeah. one is is uh, really uh, an ode to create awareness of the violence that is happening in Chicago. I grew up in in Chicago. I'm about 35 miles from there now, and not just another story is is a tribute to um, all of these stories you see on the news on a nightly basis. And anyone that lives in the area, you turn on the news and it's just, you know, there's shootings and there's, there's gang violence and there's kids um, in the middle of all this stuff. And it's not just another story. Like it's a, it's a horrible things are happening there and they, and they can, you know, those can be controlled to some level and kids could get a better chance. So like we wanted to create this beer and we actually took a picture of a sign that we made in a collaboration at an event in Garfield park, which is an underprivileged neighborhood that a mm-hmm. lot of violence happens in. So we were there, we had the neighborhood come up. Um, it was a, a running event and runners as well. And they wrote on the board um, something that they thought they could do to help um, create peace. And it, it was, it was really touching rod where a little girl walks up there to this board, takes a marker and draws out and she writes in neighborhood heroes, you know, oh, like, wow. and, and you're sitting there watching that and you're like, man, you know, like we take for granted how comfortable we are. We're 35 miles away from, from there, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I was like, man, we got to do something about this. So we took a picture of the wall. That is what the can is. So if you examine the can, you'll see a lot of words like that. And then um, we give a we give a percentage of the proceeds back to Nonviolence Chicago uh, to help them and to help that cause. Yeah, I see that on here. On there too. It does that with the nonviolence type stuff. Brew for peace. So that's pretty cool. There's some of the wording and everything too. And and this beer is made with Mosaic, Citra, Simcoe. It is the quintessential IPA that everyone has grown to love as far as the hops and the flavor profile. And I highly recommend if you're going to 
pick one bold beer to try on your website and you like hops and you want to you want to have a little fun this holiday season, get that beer and then pour it and just see if anyone even notices it's not alcoholic because chances are (laughs) they will not. That'd be some good play for some of these guys that do mystery beers. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. You have to look at the other can now. The other can, I missed this earlier with the uh, graffiti stuff and the ode to the creator. So, I feel like I have to show it now, otherwise I'll lose my hip hop card. So there we go. Yeah. But yeah. And not every car has not every can has uh, street art on it, but that's just something we we really like here and we have our walls are filled of it. So that was that's a picture of one of our walls in the brewery. Um so less of less of a meaning, but but it's an ode to creators, to artists, um yeah. appreciation for their craft for sure. Let's crack this open. Oh, that's the sound everybody loves to hear. Oh, wow. The Roman really jumps out of the glass. After right. This one. So I'll get this up here. Here's a look. I mean, to the eye, I think most people would think IPA double the nose. I mean, I've gotten away from me and I'm already picking up the hops coming out. We, we double hop that bad boy. You know, it's funny yeah. that I, I created a, a folder recently of like all the shitty comments we get online. Cause it's, yeah. they're just, super, they're just super funny to me. And like the, the double <laughs> IPA ones are, are the ones that like, people are like, how can you call that a double IPA? Double IPA is so much alcohol to it. And I'm like, you know, we, if, if, if people try it, give it a try and, and yeah. we'll see why um, it's not going to be eight, 9% obviously, which also right. means it doesn't have 500 calories, but it's, it's a good beer. Well, this one is pretty green. It's got the nice dank resiny quality to it. I'm gonna Definitely have it with you it. too. I... There you go. Definitely get that sense of a tropical note in there as well. Pineapple. Almost like a little bit like a passion fruit type feel. And I want to say in my mind, a little bit of a guava type feel too, but very nice, very aromatic. It's probably because you just had that sour. <laughs> Well, I, that with the strawberry really hit off of that one, but it's no, just yeah. you get so accustomed to it and it comes right off. But if anything, it's got, like I said, that that resiny quality is very nice on it. Mm-hmm. Now, on the drink, I would definitely, you definitely get hit with a lot of carbonation. I got the carbonation coming through, and you get the bitterness. Same play. Got a little bit of a sweetness. I think for me, this is more closer to an IPA than a double. Oh, 100%. Reason being, yeah. yeah, yeah. With a double, I feel like I have more of that maltiness that comes through. Obviously, you're raising the malt to build the alcohol, but it definitely has a feel of like at least that IPA type thing coming through. And you get hit nicely in the throat with it, like you do with a lot of IPAs from the hops. And you know, one of the things I always—it's funny when you when you talk about beers, you have things that you express that most people will be like, "How do you even get that? Like, why does that even sound like that? Because it doesn't sound good." Like, you know, you're like musky or musty or something like that. And it's like I get like with some of the IPAs, I get like a—it is a decent decent IPAs. I'll get like a little bit of what I feel like a bacon soda powdery type thing or something with it going on. And I get that in this one, which to me 
puts that on the level like what I would usually get out of an IPA. So I kind of expect mm-hmm. that coming. And it's not like taking it as a negative type way. It's just like an image that pops in my head with it. You know, just like you'll drink some beers and you'll get like a taste of leather, right? Like some dark beers and stuff. So it's got the qualities that I would associate with an IPA. So, so that beer, we were in Georgia recently at, at an event and there was a brewer that came up and I think it was a brewer out in Colorado. And we did a blind taste test with Daisy Cutter and that mm-hmm. beer. And he he thought Daisy Cutter was the NA and ours was the one with alcohol. <laughs> really? So yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, that's clearly when you're tasting that compared to a double IPA that's, you know, a lot heavier. Yeah. That's eight that's you know, eight percent. You you there's no doubt that you know that difference. However, it does taste like an alcoholic IPA. <laughs> Yeah, it does. It does give you that point of where you do feel that. Um, and, you know, with the IPA thing, you know, we got the double, and the double is now seven and a half and up if you're drinking actual beer. But some doubles feel, you know, it, to me, some they just feel different than the IPA because they're of that malt and how they're balancing versus the hop. Some can still have bitterness, but some have more of the maltiness in play with it, too. So it's who's kind of doing what and where they're at kind of on that line, I guess. But this one here, if I was pairing up something like I usually would do with an IPA, I could easily sit there and have this with it. Nice burger, nice pizza. Um, I could have this like with a steak. You know, I can have something like that. It's not going to cut into it. I can have some Mexican. So I like having IPAs with some spicy food because it enhances it. And I can see having this with that as well from having spicy type, you know, burrito, tacos, whatever it may be. You take this even like some sexual ones like that and everything, you can kind of enhance the spice off the flavor. You can still play it together. Even though it's not a full alcohol, you got everything with it to make it a custom to do that. Well, you're making us all hungry. That's for sure. <laughs> that's one of the problems that happens. When, if you ever catch our Thursday show, we start talking about food when I have Todd and Mal and Shannon. And then like, by the time everybody's leaving, like somebody's ready to order White Castle or take off to go down to uh waffle house or something we end up getting all kinds of food type stuff but but i like to have the fun with the beer and the food so you know when i go somewhere i can yeah. think i can put this with too so it's like always it. nice to have that yeah um let me see here and then dave has said there's a lot of times where i just want some hops and to me this fits the bill because you know one thing with this like we talk about this and the hop and the bitterness coming out Another thing that we're seeing out there, and I think you guys may have the water type thing with the hop water type thing. So we're seeing, or is that like, not, is that a beer? Or I'm going to pull up the website in a second. I saw something that said water on there, but hop water is becoming more popular where people just want that hop type feel. And something like this, you can just take it and enjoy it for the hops. Correct. Yeah, we don't have hop water. We have uh, we have a variety of just various, or we have a variety of waters on our website. Uh, I think okay. one right now, actually, but um, not hop water yet. That's probably something I'm sure we'll we'll uh, eventually make. But this this is, uh, you know, to your point. I mean, if you want something hoppy, like like Dave's saying, I mean, there's no better beer that we have in terms of getting all this hop profile out there and having these hops that are really popular again, the Simcoe Mosaic and and uh, Citra. Yeah. Speaking of this site, let's go ahead. I'm going to pull the website up here so people can check that out as well. And hopefully this comes out the right way. So, all right. So, yes, we got the website here. So, here is the Go Brewing 
website that you can check out and here you see everything there it's like the only one first one i've been to it doesn't ask your age because it's not a holiday i guess unless i missed that somewhere <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah you can see here uh some of the medals they won so i had the sunbeam pills and i had the sunshine state i believe too so check those out and all the beers i'm doing tonight that i'm kind of going through here i'm not going to full detail i will have reviews coming out for those of you watching as well because i do have two of each here but a nice lineup of stuff that you have um the grapefruit ipa the sunshade sunshine state tropical freedom cali pale so uh the not just the one we're drinking right now the double um and i'll say there was more that were on here i think i think that's yeah, the front yeah, page I think if you like click view our lineup view our lineup yeah, up top oh okay or here there you go. Yep. Yeah, and then we just launched this 12 days of Christmas limited bundle too. So if anyone wants to try all our beers, we don't normally have a sample pack like this. It's hard to uh, fulfill, believe it or not. So uh, we wanted to offer something for the next week or so. So this would mm -hmm. give you a really good variety of what we have. Okay. And these are the beers that are in there. Steve Crestow, the Jab Jab Grapefruit, Sunshine State. Okay, nice little rundown. And you got little videos here about the beers and stuff too. So yeah, so that's like a nice variety pack. You know, sometimes some of the people when I post some stuff on not all they ask about like, why would anybody do that? It's like you have people that don't drink wine, right? And they have a sparkling grapefruit juice. Same thing with mm -hmm. beer. Some people aren't drinking beer. So here's an opportunity for that along those lines. You know, uh, what? So, I, yeah. I got that. I get the question all the time, like, what's the point? And, you know, online, of course, of course, we get that mm -hmm. question. And, and I was that person. But the reality is, like, I tried hard to reduce my drinking. I tried all the hacks I could find, but I, I couldn't fight the cravings. Like, it was always 5 p.m. somewhere. But again, the first time I tried that NA beer, my craving went away. And then it tastes like the real, so much like the real thing that my mind didn't know the difference. And it was, I use it as a tool. Mm -hmm. um in addition to being a great tasting beverage and it has because it doesn't have the alcohol you get the fiber electrolytes and a quarter of the calories so there's a lot of reasons why it, why you should try it but but again if you try it that doesn't mean you're like in this camp forever it's about moderation and one of the right. things that we ask we ask on the website rod is is we um uh, there's a quiz people can take and in that quiz we ask you know, when they consume NA beer, do they do it in the same session or do they, do they like do it different days? And most people, believe it or not, do not do it in the same session. Um, okay. which, uh, but, but they'll consume it in different days. So like, so like a lot of people I hear like don't drink Monday through Thursday and then on the weekend mm -hmm. they, they, they might have a few beers and that gets them through in, in, uh, in in style you know having the taste the flavor and everything that they want without the alcohol right right there's the electric light water that's what i saw earlier when i was quickly looking through yeah okay yeah yeah well that's like me i mean i don't drink usually as much in the early days of the week as i do on the weekend i'll drink a few when we do the show with some reviews and stuff but it's funny you run a beer channel everybody thinks you're drinking all the time and that's, that's <laughs> the case i just share my passion for it so uh, I may have days where I do have a few more than other, but it's not like a whole type thing. So that's why I never had to take a month off. I didn't drink that much to me a whole month. <laughs> I don't drink all during the week. <laughs> but where was the quiz part at you mentioned on here? So if you go back, go back to the homepage. 
Just okay. Click, uh, go back. Click. Yeah, scroll up. Okay. And to, and to the right, it says beer guide. It's uh, okay. it's right there yeah right by the CTA. So then I'll just walk you through a series of questions. So this is oh, also that's pretty cool. Yeah, this is also good for the for the person that you know we have a lot of different offerings, and of course everyone in this channel knows what kind of beer they like, but many people yeah. don't. So you could walk through it and it'll. So I guess they like like dark and rich, and then any dietary restrictions. Like nobody hold me down. I can do it all. The uh, number one we get there is dairy. Believe it or not. Well, lactose for a lot of people. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, what interests you the most? Uh, oh, yeah. A little, little, it's your, it's your little outlet. It's the outdoor adventure. It's crazy with it. Do you consume alcoholic? Uh, yeah, I still drink alcohol. When do you drink? Um, some days I drink NA, some days I drink alcohol. Oh, and then you send an email and then it sends you your thing and you give them 15% off their first purchase. So when you send it to them, it's a recommendation off the beard they actually chose. It'll actually give it to you right now if you want to throw in your email. Um, it'll oh, it'll okay. show you. You'll see how it works. I'm glad my background is technology. I'd be more nervous right now. Watch it crashes. Oh my god! <laughs> it, it always used to do that during a demo. Oh yeah, you know what's funny? I was actually looking at that one I was going to bring up when you were talking. The nitro caught my eye. It comes right up here as one of the picks as a match. So that's there you cool. go. Look at that. And the double and the hazy. So yeah, that's that's pretty close to what I'd have been looking at there for sure. So that's nice. And then you can go ahead and go in there. You get the code. You can take 15% off. You know, it gets people in there with an opportunity to uh, start checking it out. And you had a cool thing that popped up down the bottom here. I didn't catch any of them. But, like, when people are joining, it tells you so-and-so disorder. One of the people says Seattle, Washington. You had a couple members mm -hmm. that joined the club. So it's pretty cool. So you see other people that have that aspect that you have as of to why you're on the site so in a way it almost makes you feel like you're not alone there's other people that are really enjoying this stuff too which is cool so it's almost like a community type effect yeah and a fun fact is last month we sold more beer in california than we did in illinois online so it's really it's pretty cool yeah wow. yeah illinois uh california massachusetts new york um those are those are really hot states for na right now texas it's another one yeah, yeah. So they, I mean, there people are looking to take a break from some of the alcohol, I guess, across the country in different spots. So, you know, why not yours, right? Um, Vanessa was saying in there. Vanessa's like the she's one of our longtime viewers and friends, but she bakes. Hey, Vanessa, how are you? She says she's wonder how we do it. Her beer batter because she got to try it. Like try to yeah. Right? I so I don't know the up. answer to that. Yeah. And I would guess it would do great. You should try it, and then let us know. Yeah, like I do beer chili. It could be something I could use in beer chili. Ooh, that sounds that sounds good. Yeah, beer batter fish. You know, you never know. You got to give it a shot. But when in making like non-alcoholic beer versus alcoholic beer, is there like anything that's more trickier involved? And you know, as you oh, yeah. do it, or you just yeah. So how do you like you know what do you see like? This was the best way to ask it. Like the differences between how you do non-alcoholic versus alcohol, because obviously you're not putting alcohol like you're on the beer, but it's got to be more involved to. Yeah, it's it, it's actually pretty interesting, and and um, we're fortuitous to have 
built this brewery initially in my garage in in 21 and 22 and because we built in the garage we didn't have a dealkalizer so it it made us figure out how to use time temperature and ratio to make a really good tasting beer and and i'm so happy that that happened because one you get a better yield i think we get a better tasting product if anyone has has tasted beer that's that's a dealkalized you know, certainly there's great beer out there, but some of the beer, you know, you have this distinct aftertaste mm-hmm. and, uh, and our beer just doesn't have that. So it's, and it uses the exact ingredients that you would think is in beer. So in terms of the process and the ingredients used, it's, it's the same. What changes is the time temperature and ratio. So, so that's like, that's part one. The other part that's not obvious is we have to have a very, um, we have to have a very uh, state-of-the-art lab. So we have an Anton Parr machine. We take nine different readings per each beer in terms of checking the alcohol by volume. We do micro-testing. We, um, we do a ton just to make sure that the beer doesn't go above the 0.5% and there's nothing growing in it. You know, The disadvantage to a non-alcoholic beer is that it doesn't have the preservatives in it like alcohol mm-hmm. does. So because of that, you you should, and if you're getting an NA beer out there, just that a, a regular brewery is making, if bring it home, make sure it's in your fridge. Because if that gets warm, it could be harmful and, and people can get sick. So we have a tunnel pasteurizer that's, that's 40 feet long. The beers have to roll in the tunnel pasteurizer after they're already canned for about 40 minutes. It heats the beer up, so it makes the beer very safe. After that's done... We, we test it again, and then we put it on a three-day quality hold, and we don't release it for three days after we test it again. So it's like there's a lot of compliance there, and we have, a, we have an internal system that's really important. And in, the, in our garage, we, we hired a lab consultant, actually. We built a lab in our garage because we knew how important this was. So as far as our processes and the way we think about things, it's, it, you have to be really careful because you're you're, you're playing with something that is, uh, if it's not pasteurized, is growing, it's fermenting. Like this is a real life oh, yeah. thing, like, you know, and it's going to keep doing its thing in, in the can. And by the time you have it, you know, it, it could be, um, it could literally make you sick or it can have, uh, a, it can have alcohol higher than, than you think it would. And this yeah. may not pertain to, you know, that may be fine for, the, most of the audience here, but for someone that can't drink for medical reasons or is pregnant or the variety of, you know, someone who's sober sure. and all of a sudden they're the, you know, the beer that they thought was NA is like 1% or, you know, close to it. Like that's, that's not a good thing. Yeah. It could definitely have a detrimental effect. And uh, I always enjoy the science behind a beer. I'm kind of like Neil deGrasse Tyson when he saw his first telescope in that regard. So I've always, I've always oh, man. about this stuff happening. <laughs> It's my team's so smart. I, I know a fraction of what they know. And, and, um, you know, they're, uh, I was, and it's kind of funny cause it's, it's church and state between me and my, my head of sales. We're like, we're excited to get the beer out. Right. And he's just like, hold up. Like we, this is still on quality hold. And we, we uh, respect that, you know, we created processes for a reason, but if you're, if anyone's near the brewery, like we're 30 miles outside of uh, Chicago, Mm-hmm. Come by and check it out. We'll give you a tour. We make everything here in house. Everything you see online, everything is made here. 
Uh, it's it's handcrafted, small batch, uh, classic ingredients. So you you'll really get to see something unique. I feel like Dave. He's talking directly to you because you're right there in Chicago, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Dave was here. Oh, Dave, okay. All right, Dave saw go. it firsthand. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned about that. There was a story that just came out this week. I was going to do a video on it, talking about it on the channel. But um, someone just died from a brewery, and his two friends got sick, and they found out it was the cleaner was left in their lines. So you oh, know, so, there's always science around breweries and stuff, and it's just like. You got to be careful. Make sure things are clean properly. Things are pasteurized, all that kind of stuff. Because you never know. Like you said, what could happen there? Um, we got time for another one before we get to. We good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'm just checking. Yeah. yeah. Let me crack open another one here, please. Uh, let's see here. Which one do I want to grab? I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. I'm just going to grab one out the bag. <laughs> of course, I grabbed this one out of the bag. So it's the Sunshine State Tropical IPA. So I'm, I'm almost hitting like the different ones I would I would love to enjoy. Anyway, I mean I don't have a, I don't think I have a stout in there, but the two IPAs I've actually pulled out here thus far. So we'll have to we'll send you a stout. I don't know if we had it when we sent you the beers. Yeah, the um, I don't think I don't. I'll take a look at the other ones here. We have a we have a donut stout, a bourbon. Maple bacon donut stout coming out later this month. So I, oh, I might feel, wait. Feel I might to, wait to send to you that me. one. Yeah. Feel free to put me on that list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for that prof, one. The prof is hazy. The look again, not look again, sunbeam pills. Look again is the title on the backside and then the Cali. So yeah. Yeah. The Cali is going to be a, the gluten free one. So. The, okay. the night you don't want gluten, have that. So this one here was a silver medal winner as well. And what what, what awards was this one at, by the way? Was this Best of Crap Beer Awards. Best of Crap Beer Awards, okay. Mm -hmm. Sunshine State Tropical IPA. Again, half percent there. So silver 2023. And then on the backside, never back down. So here, yeah, that's clean tropical. Go ahead. That was the story about a friend of mine who's a, uh, she was, a, she ran 39 Ironmans, was placed in number Ooh. one in her age group, was a, had a business that would train people for Ironman. So she's running one in, um, in Texas and halfway through it, she, she fails, like she can't do anymore. And she's like, what the hell is going on here? She goes to the doctor, find out she, and, and she finds out she has cancer. And she spends the oh, next, wow. uh, yeah, she's like devastated. She never DNF'd a race. And yeah. the next year she spends just like in misery, like thinking like what happened. And then, then after that, she, she just got this inspiration to say, fuck that. Like, I'm not going to let cancer control me yeah. again for Ironman. So fast forward. Six months later, she goes to Florida, which is why the beer is called Sunshine State, and she has this state of mind. And she not only finishes the Iron Man with cancer, she places number one in her age group. Oh, wow. It's Good for her. Unbelievable. So you could scan the QR code on that can and go read about her story. Or if you don't have the, the can there, um, 
you can just go to the website, click Sunshine State, and then you'll get to get to the same place. But incredible lady. Um, but all of our beers, we try to name them after something inspirational, like that. Stories you should know, but you wouldn't otherwise know. Yeah, kudos to her. Yeah, and other thing too. Well, I didn't get into it on the website. We were there, but you know, it's not like you just put out their beers. And I was, I made a note earlier. It wasn't like just talk about non-alcoholic beers, but also living it throughout the year. So there's like different events you have at the brewery that take place where people can enjoy non-alcoholic. You have the yoga, you have the different routines of different stuff taking place. So it kind of becomes a lifestyle choice to be able to enjoy this part of it. And again, it's just for those that want to have something lighter, something to enjoy. Here's a place you can gather, it's a community you can build around it. And if you're doing non-alcoholic, here's some options you can also do to make your life even that much better by taking part in these things too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. In in our tap room, we have guest beers and we have regular wine. We have, you know, again, it's not about, uh, it's not a binary thing that you have to make a decision and stick with it. It's about moderation. In fact, we share a parking lot with Salomo, great brewery that's been around 10 years in, in Chicagoland mm-hmm. and people hop back and forth. They'll, they'll go to their brewery for a while, come over to ours and vice versa. Well, this baby's looking like straight orange juice right here. So mm-hmm. pretty orange in color. Head, head came out a little bit less, but it's got like. Yeah, that head. Definitely. That head. Yeah. Go ahead. Head, you know, I was going to say, yeah, that head definitely came out a little less on that one. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a good beer. It's very fruity. It's, uh, it's got the orange in there, though. Mango peach, yeah, it just gives it this really good tropical flavor. Yeah, a little mango. I'm getting the mango out there. So this one didn't come out as aromatic as the others, but you take a deep enough sniff, you start to pull up some of the notes. Definitely more juicy, that's for sure. And then that mango is nicely in the taste as well. A little bit of a sweetness. You get a nice feel again from the hops in here. You get a pretty good presence. A little bit, it feels like a little bit. You mentioned peach in there. I do get the peach, but also a little bit kind of pineapple y. I don't know if that's a word or not, but it is tonight. <laughs> I'm going to add that to the back of the can the next round. Um, it's got a nice mouthfeel to it. It really sticks nicely in there with the flavoring. You know what it almost reminds me of is um, when I was a kid, and you know, you were a kid, probably the same thing. You would go like with your mom or grandparents to the bank or whatever. These are the kids lollipops, mm. and the lollipops they had a little like yellow lemon type or whatever lollipops. You take them out of a little yeah. cellophane wrapper. It's kind of like a lollipop type feel to the beer, which I like. You always get them at the laundromat or at <laughs> the doctor. The doctors will be happy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or, or or dry cleaners, I should say. Like, yeah, they yeah. Would, they'd always have them on the way out. Yeah. It's got like a little bit of that happening, which I kind of dig. Yeah, that's a very crushable beer. Great for the summer. Oh, very, yeah, I'm already almost halfway through already off three gulps there. Yeah, I like this one. Um the um, you know, even though it's lighter, what I like about this one is in the body it doesn't feel as light like i know it's mm-hmm. not going to be as heavy with it but you feel like you're getting a good amount of body with it that has a, with that splash that it has it, it, 
some things can be too thin, too watery. You don't get that with these beers. Everything is kind of hanging in there nicely. And this one gives you a little bit more. Like I've had alcohol beers that feel a lot more watery than what I'm getting with drinking these. Yeah. A nice little carbonation prickling on the tongue. Yeah, it's very easy drinking. And then uh, it's like in the back of the throat goes down. Nice aftertaste on it too. So nothing really lingering, nothing off-putting. Do you have a favorite so far? You have a favorite of the three you tried? Honestly, right now, it might be that one. I'm debating between that and kind of the sour, but I'm leaning more towards that right now being my favorite. I like that fruitiness that comes out. I like the, the splash and the juiciness of it. It feels like to me, even though I got one in here that's a hazy, it just feels like kind of that haze type feel, and it has a nice splash to it. So, you know. Mm -hmm. This could be my new V8 in the morning. There you go. <laughs> you can drink it on the way to work. Right. <laughs> you pull it over. I'm not drunk, officer. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, um, go ahead, Joe. I was going to say there's there's some some videos of these kids in uh, in a park. You probably just uh, YouTube it and see it. But they're drinking NA beer in, in many states. Like, eat, well, each city has its own ordinance. but in this this one obviously you know you could be any age and they were drinking any beer and the cops came by and tried to bust them and it was they were just like trying to be smart asses so it's pretty funny but <laughs> well i remember when heineken came out with their na they were kind of running those commercials where it's like a guy in the office thing or getting stopped and they have the na type thing and it's kind of like i'm surprised you don't see more people that I've seen now, I've been working virtual for a number of years, but even at some spots you go to, you don't really see people having NA more in the office and stuff. I'm, you know, maybe it's just a cultural type thing still where people feel like, even if it's NA, I feel like I probably shouldn't have it in here, but I usually yeah, no, realities. You're right. I mean, we will have people come and work in a brewery and be on Zoom meetings. And if you think about it, it's like more hydrating than sports drinks. There's less sugar yeah. than way less sugar than like any sort of soda so right it's better it's better for you but there's this stigma that it's because it's beer it, you know it's made with barley that you can't be on camera with it but you were you'd be on camera with a coca-cola or something else that's worse um, yeah. and what's yeah what's fascinating too uh you know you asked me earlier of things i didn't know before i got in this uh i didn't know that there's more alcohol in orange juice and apple juice and even in pretzel buns believe it or not um because it's a it's a fermented red um that uh then there is an na beer so uh so some people have are concerned that 0.5 percent is too much but everyday foods have alcohol in them and you could fact check this you could just google everyday foods that have alcohol and there's probably 10 articles that'll pop up right away so it's pretty interesting what's out there and that yeah you know everything we around us has some sort of alcohol in it yeah it's uh it's something that most people probably don't work i think i've read about the orange juice one before um kind of out there but yeah it's you know it's not really that much that i have because you have to be by regulation under that to be considered non-alcohol and it's like i think when i was reading about it in one of the beer books or something that where you have other stuff out there where it's higher than that level so it's kind of like puts it in relation to things. Yep. But um, 
with the with the beer styles before you we'll wrap up here in a second are there any styles that you feel like were harder to brew than the other like what was your hardest style to maybe brew what was maybe your easiest style like well i have to give credit to our brewer because he's the he's the one that's really um i perfection is a hard word because we're always striving to make the beers better and better but i would say the pilsner actually is was one of the hardest ones and that was the one we spent the most time on uh pilsners as as you know they have to be very clear they they're it's a fine line between it it tasting off like you know skunky and just like um having those those flavors that you don't enjoy and pilsner is right at that cusp to get it right and if you go too yeah. far over it's just off-putting and if you're too far under it tastes too watery um so so that that was a a really tough one for us to get down i say us meaning him and mm-hmm. and that one won a gold medal so that's the one you, you haven't tried that one yet but that won a gold medal in the best of craft beer awards i'd probably try that at another session because you drank more of the heavier ones, obviously, but if you, uh, if people are watching and they, they get the bundle on the website, obviously you don't have to follow the recommended days, but we give you 12 days and the list we would recommend to follow our, our beers. in. so, uh, that, that could be fun. And, and it, you know, I always find it fascinating around the uh, dinner table at holidays that, you know, it's just a conversation piece and it's giving it to your, your uncle who's never had and a beer in his life and just seeing his reaction and don't tell him and see what happens. It, it'll make for some fun conversation. <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> yeah. Well, I definitely had appreciate you being on here. Always welcome to come back. Keep us up to date on what you're actually doing out there. Next time I'm back out in Chicago, we'll definitely look to, to get down your way as well. And, um, for again, for people watching on the uh, site here in the comments up top is the Go Brewing link. For those of you that will be watching it back or listening back, I should say on the podcast, I'll put a link out there to the description and uh, make sure I get a link out here on the uh, YouTube stuff as well so that you can uh, definitely check them out. And uh, anytime, my friend, it was great. This is this has been nice because I haven't really done anything for NA, so it's great to have you on as that kind of uh, inaugural in a brewer welcome to the channel here so we definitely uh again we're gonna give it up to you for that there for being the first one in well, uh, i feel honored honestly it's a, it's a lot of fun yeah uh please stop by uh, anyone who's watching this yourself rod of course you're always welcome dave come back soon we uh we're we're open uh Four days a week right now. Dry January is going to be filled with programming here. Um, so take a look at our calendar if you're in the area or you give us a shot online. Let me know your thoughts. My email is joe at gobrewing.com. Love to hear from you. Yeah, definitely. And Joe, you're actually out there on um, Twitter and Instagram and all kinds of stuff. People can definitely link up and find out more stuff there and connect with the brewery through all the social media right. stuff too. Yeah. Yep. But that, but that being said, thanks again, Joe, for being on. If you want to hang out for a second, we'll wrap this up and shut it down. And thank you all for watching. And tomorrow night, back with the happy hour live stream. Probably going to have Shannon on there so you know it can get a little crazy. Hopefully, Mal will be back. Todd will be here. So 
bring some cold ones and sit back and uh, we'll have some fun tomorrow night. That being said, we are out and uh, see you then.